0: A warm welcome to Questions Worth Asking, a podcast where we capture and translate wisdom from multiple disciplines in order to fuel the next generation of changemakers.
1: Hello, welcome back to Questions Worth Asking. This is Season 3, Episode 3. I'm Priya.
0: And I'm John. And today we're excited to have Maureen Garelli with us, who's a fellow organization development practitioner and Gestalt person. So Maureen, welcome and thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you very much indeed, both of you, for inviting me.
1: I'm very excited about this conversation. So we've just had um, about 10-15 minutes just to connect and get to know each other a little bit before pressing record. And the topic we've chosen to talk about is the idea of multiple overwhelmings, which if you're a practitioner will be quite familiar to you, but if you're not, it might be um, It might not be so familiar. So I guess a good place to start would be some sort of description about what multiple overwhelmings are um, without trying to get too theory-based. But maybe that's a good starting space for us. How would we describe the notion of multiple overwhelmings?
0: So I guess if I jump in a little bit up front, I haven't Googled it. I don't know that I have official definitions, but my... Simple understanding of it would be I can have one overwhelming situation in my life, Um, whether it's work or personal or anything going on. um, It could be something sort of long standing, like being overwhelmed with raising kids or being overwhelmed with, I don't know, I'm not buying a new house, but if I were in the process of buying a new house, that could be overwhelming. And I think the idea is that. Each one of those situations can be overwhelming, let alone the combination of them. And so it's not just the adding up the parts. It's actually all of them together can also be overwhelming. But I don't know. Maureen, what would you add?
2: I think for me, it's um, an emotional response. It's, it's when I feel stressed. And it may only be temporary, but it's... It's it's my bodily reaction to something.
1: Do, when you say bodily reaction, is that different? Is a, is a reaction to multiple overwhelmings the same as a reaction to, look, to use your word, stress? Would it be the same thing?
2: I don't feel that much stress normally. Um, I think for me, the, the one that tends overload can tip me into overwhelm. And, and if you like for me overload is when i've actually accepted too many things to do uh, so it's my own fault but there we are uh and it's then if i feel that almost the future up in front of me i'm not i'm not really in the moment because i'm so focused on what's happening ahead of me that i i lose focus in terms of what's in, immediately happening
1: that 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 resonates with my experience of multiple overwhelmings because i know i know when i when i'm there the, the the kind of visual i have in my head is like i'm standing somewhere and there's waves of something coming at me so i've got one wave of stress maybe it's something to do with work i've got another wave of stress coming something to do with a relationship or a friendship and then something else around you know the practicalities of you know life or um something financial and and it can be each of those things individually would be a wave crashing over me but when i'm multiply overwhelmed it's like being attacked on all fronts and it's easy to kind of feel like you're drowning That words like overload really resonate with me i know that when i'm multiply overwhelmed on, on lots of fronts it can feel i feel fragmented and also the thing that happens for me is i don't feel safe because i'm overwhelmed on so many fronts i can feel like there's not a safe breathing space because everything is you know kind of overwhelming everything is kind of a threat um so that's kind of how i know and and that's different for me from just being stressed about something if i'm if i'm worried about something it's like one wave I'm worried about that, but when I have multiple overwhelmings, it's like being um, the threat of drowning on multiple fronts. Is kind of how it feels to me, and in my body, often it comes with a difficult difficulty catching my breath. Um, you know, again that kind of analogy of drowning. It's if I'm multiply overwhelmed, it's very difficult to be able to just breathe and kind of you know get into a safe steady ground for me that's that's probably my bodily response and I think I get
2: distracted I, I'm just hither and thither
1: as in you can't focus yeah when you're in that distracted what what would I see that be different to how you Maureen are normally I
2: would probably um, prevaricate on something and go and do something else rather than the thing that I really needed to do
1: i think that'll be familiar to a lot of people like procrastinating and especially at the moment with covid 19 have have you found that's changed your response to this kind of being multiply overwhelmed
2: me personally no
1: um
2: i'm not actually feeling overwhelmed by the the c19 situation so it hasn't that hasn't added or detracted in, in any way um in fact, in in some ways, it's even been a an enjoyable period for me because it's it's enabled me almost to just be and and do more of what I enjoy. So I'm in a very fortunate position, but not everyone is. Right,
0: and I wonder if that would be interesting to hear more of um, how you've been practicing or how you find it as an enjoyable period, knowing that others are struggling. And I guess for me, with the notion of multiple overwhelmings, um, let me struggle through the words a bit here. It's something like, oh, like we talk about figure and ground, right? There's things that are going on for me in the moment that I have my attention that I'm aware of. And then I would almost say, underneath everything, there's a pandemic, there's a, a shared situation that we find ourselves in. So I can find myself overwhelmed. In a momentary thing, and also overwhelmed by, can I say, everything going on, or more specifically, by a pandemic situation. So, for me, these body sensations we talk about, um, there's some kind of numbing or coping mechanism for me where I, I guess, Maureen, I hear you say, um, distracted or procrastinate or turn to other things. And I, I find this numbing, where I sort of turn things off and just almost focus on one, like compartmentalize, focus on one little thing at a time as if that's all I can handle, all I can do. And then there's these almost, I would, outburst isn't the right word, but moments where I catch myself flooded by, I don't think I'm even handling this moment well, let alone everything else going on. Does that resonate at
2: all? Uh, yes actually yes yes and and almost how do you bring yourself out of it or how do you deal with it I how do you know. deal with
1: it john like sure. when you, when you when you have when you feel like that because what's really clicked for me with what you've said is this figure and ground stuff so you know what you're paying attention to what's figural for you and then against this ground backdrop of covid-19 which if you're fit and healthy for for me anyway, COVID nineteen is more of a worry about what happens in the future because I haven't got it right now, and it's a worry about what's going to happen to my family like in the future because everybody is, right now is is happy and healthy, whereas what's figural to you is what's going on right now. So it's like a time dynamic. You know, are you dealing with something in the now, or are you worried about something that could, might, would happen in the future? So do you have a coping mechanism for it?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I haven't thought maybe the the coping mechanism I was thinking was numbness, as in unaware, turn it off, don't feel it, don't sense it, ignore it almost. Um, and now that we're talking about it, yeah, time management, uh, priorities, that kind of thinking where, um, like you're saying, Priya, what's going on in this moment for me? And all that meditation practice that I'm so privileged to enjoy, and and yoga, and getting some workouts in, um, in a one way that could be coping. Um, would you call that like self care or being aware of self? But then part of me is thinking, well, on those days where you don't have time for a workout or you don't make time for that kind of self care, what is it? It's uh, it's catching the anxiety. It's noticing. For me, it's oh, I feel scared, I feel fearful, did something just trigger that, or has it always been there and now I'm just aware of it because of a quiet moment? Um, That kind of, how do you deal with it? And then also, uh, I guess in my own practice, it would be, if it is multiple overwhelmings, if that's something, um, uh, naming it, labeling it, seeing it, catching it, I'm not sure what to call it, And then just also trying to notice my own resistance to it, saying, like, I guess Maureen was just saying, um, how do I get out of it? I would also try and notice that for me personally. Am I trying to get out of something or can I sit with something? What what is going on for me that I'm moving towards or moving away from or feeling, thinking and just noticing it, I guess, is where I'm at. Does that help at all?
2: It does. And and for me, likewise, if I can uh, pay attention to actually maybe just breathing into my belly and slowing down and then just allowing that feeling, just looking at and feeling the feeling will enable it to to
1: shift. Maureen, I, I, I love the idea of that, that just feeling the feeling can allow it to shift. But I also know that so many people really struggle with that. They really struggle with Almost as a fear of being overwhelmed—that that's part of the language, isn't it? That sometimes we're scared of being overwhelmed. It's it's for me. It's it's about identifying where am I feeling it.
2: What what is it that I'm actually feeling, and where in my body am I feeling it? It's almost analyzing my own feelings, and I I can only say that 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 for me helps me something else is actually i put it out there so i will either journal it you know write about it or i will mind map it or put it out in some external way so that it's not going round and round in my head or in my body so i externalize it somehow
0: and that's exactly what i was going to ask is how do you identify it because I know there are moments where I um struggle to notice it to identify it so I hear you say mind mapping and then sorry, what was the other one you said? oh journaling uh, journaling, yeah. journaling and mind mapping
2: drawing but i I'm not a that's not my preferred way. Yeah or it might be talking with a friend uh, or my husband just so to help clarify it almost. Because otherwise I'm feeling stuck and that isn't helping me.
0: I wonder how we find the time to make the time to journal, to mind map, to talk to a friend. Is it just me or does it feel like it's never the right time? There's always something else going on. There's always something to get done. Um, We're all very busy. Is a word I hear a lot. Um, uh, You know a uh, humble question for me i wonder how i find the time how do how do each of us find the time if we do to do those things
2: i i agree it's difficult the only thing i do know is that while i'm still in overwhelm i'm actually less effective so yeah. i it's costing me more time not to sort out what's going on in me than it would take to just begin writing or begin mind mapping it so it actually saves me time but i do have to start it
1: don't have a response necessarily to the question but it's as i'm listening to maureen and, and just hearing myself as well I, i'm struck by how much bravery sometimes it must take to recognize and to deal with the fact that you're overwhelmed on multiple fronts it's not pleasant but i don't know
2: that i identify it with needing courage not
1: necessarily in me anyway i think in me for sure like so my way of working with multiple overwhelmings is i will write it down and i and i write it down in a very list format so i don't kind of explore it i list it out and then what i do with that list is i say it out loud and that's a really important step for me, listing out and saying out loud what it is that's kind of coming towards me. The saying out loud thing for me gives me almost permission to go, wow, gosh, that yep, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, no wonder I'm feeling like this way. That's That's quite a lot. And so to kind of admit I'm overwhelmed for me requires quite a lot of bravery i'm not somebody that would necessarily go i, I can think of two or three periods in my life where i where i used that language but it's not something i'd go to readily so i know for myself it requires quite a lot of courage i think to admit that i'm multiply you know overwhelmed on 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 many fronts
0: john i notice for me the behaviour is um irritation or what I would just call snapping at people, right? Someone will say something and I'll have a bit of a sarcastic or snappy or slightly crude response. And it's one of those where right before, microseconds before the words come out, I have that thought of, I don't actually want to say this. It's too late. (laughs) Here it goes. And then it comes out and then I almost instantly um, regret saying it, if, if that's the right feeling. A- and then I go into this, uh, circular headspace of why did I say that? It's not what I meant. What's going on for me. A- and sort of, again, sort of get into this like numbing coping state of, well, I'm going to finish this conversation. And then clearly when I'm done with this person, I'm now either going to go find, like you said, Maureen, I'm going to find a journal. I'm going to find some music. I like to sing music would be part of it for me. Um, Or, yes, get into this conversation of, okay, here's what just happened. I think that's just what happened in the moment. There's something else beneath it. There's something else going on. I'd like to actually spend some time. I'd like to put a few minutes, if I'm so lucky, into understanding. And then I think like Priya is saying, two or three or five things will pop up. Oh, I haven't been working on this. Oh, this other thing is going on. Oh, I'm out of control. This thing, this situation over here is not in my control. And I feel something, I feel scared, I feel irritated, I feel something um, in that other space. And then I'm to the point where Priya is of, I've now got the list, but it, I would say almost embarrassingly took me longer, took me a few (laughs) pre-steps to catch myself that I needed to come up with that list.
2: I I can resonate with that one. I mean, I was chuckling to myself as you were saying it, um, because I think I have done that before now too, actually. Uh, and it's a way of recognising that we are not quite as much in control as we'd like to be. So just treat it as a symptom. And I think I would add that those are responses,
1: but we can, I think, do things to prevent
2: getting into overwhelm.
1: What do you do, Maureen, that stops you getting into overwhelm? Well, very basic things, like a decent night's sleep. If I'm
2: concerned about something, just letting my unconscious mull on it overnight, exercise. So if my unconscious, my inner knowing, if you like, and my body are feeling reasonably okay, I'm far less likely to get into a state of even being likely to be tipped into overwhelm so it, it's a preventative thing i do things like a gratitude diary i am naturally optimistic anyway so it it is what i would call self-care and, and that can include the likes of what we eat and what we drink it's all fairly fundamental but when i don't do those then i'm more likely to have something that would tip me over the edge
0: i'm curious to hear what over the edge looks like or what you've noticed for yourself. And yet where we are at this point in the conversation, I wonder if we're talking about multiple overwhelmings compared to living it right now, sort of coming from a place of multiple overwhelmings in this moment, as opposed to talking about it somewhere outside of us. And so I guess for me, uh, I'm trying to think and feel at the same time in this moment, am am I experiencing multiple overwhelmings? And I don't know that I'm sensing it in this very moment. Now, I'm sure we could step away from this call or I could put some thought into it. And yes, there's lots of things going on. But as we're recording in this moment, I'm not sure that I, I... I haven't brought it into my own body. So I guess I'm speaking from that struggle in this moment does that offer anything
2: i would add that i'm not feeling it either
1: i i think i am <laughs> i have so if i start you know with me there's a level of you know worry about you know covid i'm also a new mum, so you know it's worry about that and uh, my business is on pause at the moment because i'm on maternity leave but will there be a business to go back to when i'm and I'm not on my sanity leaves. So there's kind of, you know, me level worries, and then uh, which is overwhelming. Like being a new mum in and of itself is overwhelming. It's like a sensory, emotional, hormonal, everything, physical overload. And then kind of, you know, think about that. That's quite overwhelming. But being a new mum living through a pandemic is kind of another layer. And then if I kind of come back up again, you know, then it's worries about my family or being overwhelmed with what's happening in the UK politically and with the NHS. And, I, I, you know, those are really big, breathtakingly worrying kind of thoughts for me that make me worry about people and myself but also worry about the future. And, you know, we all know that worrying about the future isn't, a particularly healthy pastime but but i but i know that that it's real for me because again back to where i started i can feel it in my breath you know i start to feel like i can't breathe properly and that's what i know it's multiple it's like gasping it's like trying to catch my breath and not being able to and when i feel like that that's what i know it's not just being stressed or worried it's something that's kind of coming at waves it's bigger than me i'm scared of drowning Sorry, Maureen, I missed that.
2: If if you focus on your breath, what happens?
1: It helps, but it's really hard for me. I'm I'm not somebody that naturally is very good at it. I, I I'm one of those people I try yoga. Every year I commit to it and I do a course and I, I really try with the breath breath exercises. It's just not something that comes very easily to me. And the thing I've learnt with it, which I think is really important to say, is they pass even though I can allow myself to really feel them and I have quite a high tolerance for letting it kind of flood me and to feel it. The thing I always know is overwhelmings pass. They're like a wave. They kind of crash through you, but they do pass. And sometimes it's about waiting for it to pass for me personally, that knowing that helps. And if you were to just
2: now breathe into your belly for 10 seconds.
1: Yeah just do it okay so i noticed that my shoulders eased off like they sagged a little bit they kind of came down and my my arms went a bit loose
0: and i spied in as well and did the same breathing <laughs> and my shoulders also went down so that was funny when you said it um and what else happened for me in just a, a short breath like that a bre- a passing sense of calm right a sense of that breath went well <laughs> i'm not worried about the breath before it or the next breath it was just like in that here i am in that moment
2: of that one breath and that's all it took just one, one breath a couple of breaths at a time but you're in the moment you're not in the future or in the past you're in the moment
1: Maureen I'm really struck by the phrase I, I don't think I've heard it before but it it seemed to do something for me you said breathe into your belly yeah can you say a little bit more about that because that's exactly what I did but I've not done that before it's a
2: it's come from my Pilates teacher actually um he suggested it it is a A deeper way of breathing just into the belly because most of the time, particularly when we're stressed, it's our upper chest that's breathing. And that's actually very shallow. So by focusing on breathing into our belly, we have a much higher quality of breath.
1: I love it. We are going to have to bring today's episode uh, to a close. Now, every uh, question's worth asking uh, episode has a central question. I wonder what we would offer as the question That we'd leave our listeners with as on the subject of multiple overwhelmings does anybody have an offering
0: are you breathing into your multiple overwhelmings
1: nice (laughs) 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 maurie what would you what would you do what would you suggest just
2: give yourself 10 seconds and breathe and what is it that i need to do that's so much more important than breathing
0: Priya, what's the question worth asking for you in this moment?
1: I I think it's something around using breath to navigate out of the overwhelming feeling, I, and I can't be any more articulate about that than that, really. But there's something around breath, breathing as a way of moving out, or maybe it's moving into that feeling of being overwhelmed. I'll I'll reflect on it after this. Uh, call us as I breathe into my belly. So I guess for today on the subject of multiple overwhelmings it is goodbye from uh, the UK and And
0: Goodbye from just outside Washington DC and Maureen. Goodbye from
2: North Buckinghamshire in the UK.
0: Thank you,
1: Thank you for being with us Maureen.
0: Thank you for being with us. Until next time, it's your turn to ask the questions worth asking.